It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. So Eric, we're in the middle of a series called Heroic Moments in History, and we're talking about heroism. Could you unpack that just afresh for those who may not I've heard that last time. Yeah, so if you go back to our, I mean, to say we're in the middle of, I mean, we just started this <laughs> Well, out series, of seven but... episodes, two is like almost right at yeah, the middle. Yeah, that's right. We're a, f- a fraction if in If you there. squint. Yeah. So last week, we we began to sort of unpack that idea. And the, the picture we gave, because there's sort of a natural man, earthy understanding of heroism. And it's not off or wrong. When we see someone risk their life to do something noble on behalf of someone else, it is a beautiful shadow picture of heaven. It really is the way God designed us and the way he is built. However, there is something greater that a Christian has access to. And it's something when God moves inside of a man or a woman of faith, they have a capacity to do exploits that are truly remarkable. They're not natural. They're they're unnatural. They're supernatural is the way we, we reference them. They're super heroic. And so the picture we gave last week was Elisha, you know, surrounded by the Syrian army. And Elisha's calm and he's he's surrounded. I mean, how how could you be calm, Elisha? But it's because Elisha sees something. He doesn't see the Syrian army. He sees the mountains all around that are full of horses and chariots of fire. He sees God's power in relationship to the enemy's smallness. And that is our secret as believers. And in every situation, no matter the difficulty, no matter the danger, no matter the challenge that stares at us, true Christian heroism is seeing God's ability and then acting in accordance and in agreement with who God is in the situation, which to the world, they stand slack-jawed. Did that make sense? (laughs) Slack-jawed. They stand slack-jawed. I said it three times. Uh, (laughs) Because it is an unnatural behavior. What Jesus is going to do at the cross is not normal human. He is going to be selfless and lay down his life so that others can live. What is that? That's what we have access to. And technically, if you really want to break it down, for this message, we're just going to call it what it is. It's love. Love is the chief attribute of God. It's also the chief attribute of his saints. It is the key marker that shows that we are his disciples. And when we have it, we live like Christ. That's so good. So in each of these episodes, we're picking a recent, I'm saying recent, like in the last couple hundred years, a moment in history that really just kind of stands out, at least to the two of us, Mm. as just a hallmarked moment that just says, this really captures someone walking in that uh, heroism, in that love, in that overwhelming faith and trust in their God. Mm -hmm. And in this particular episode, we wanted to talk about the 1950s with this group of men and I'm not, I'm not going to have you go through all five names. Uh, we were trying to rehearse them <laughs> earlier. But we, when we typically think about this group, we, we, we typically think of Jim Elliott and Nate Saint. Uh-huh. And of course, there's the other ones. But but Jim Elliott very very specifically lived, a, lived, lived in such a way that was this overwhelming expression of trust and faith, not just in the moment of his death, but his entire life. Do you want to unpack a little bit about just what we're talking about in terms of this heroic moment mm-hmm. when it comes to Jim Elliott? Well, like last week we talked about C.T. Studd, and we used an attribute of his life called the unequivocal yes. In this episode, we'd sort of like to unpack what we're saying is Jim Elliott, 
which it is, but it also extends to the one he married, which is another semi-hero of ours, if you want to say it that way. I think both of us are big Elizabeth Elliot fans. It was it was very sad when we heard that she passed away, which wasn't that long ago. And yet both of them are going to model something that I think had a great impact on the formative years of our, our spiritual growth. And we're going to call it dauntless love, that they showcased something that was moved by love and it went straight into difficulty knowing that there was pain waiting there. And yet love didn't stare at the pain, it stared at the reward of that love. They cared so deeply about the Aka Indians that they were willing to experience trauma, challenge at an extreme level to see them one for Christ. I love that picture of just Jim and his buddies who are constantly trying to find ways to get into the Akas. And obviously they're a very dangerous tribe they would kill anybody that would, would would try to initiate any relationship. And it is such a beautiful picture that they try to go in. Of course, they all get martyred, which really kind of, I think, restarted a missions movement in, mm-hmm. in the middle 1900s. So so Jim is choosing to enter into, because of his overwhelming love, just a place that he knows likely could be death. Mm-hmm. Could you contrast that with Elizabeth? Because mm-hmm. as we were talking, she's, she's doing the same thing. And in yeah. fact... As she goes back into that very same tribe, which is just a mind-boggling yeah. thought in and of itself. I mean, if I, if I was her and the one I love just died, I'd been like, oh, I'll find somewhere else to minister. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Uh, but but what but what she did is she said, no, I'm actually going to risk my life and go back into the very same people that just killed my husband. Yeah. And, and what you actually see is love, but love from almost a different perspective. Could you just... Yeah quickly contrast those two. Yeah, the Jim Elliot is showcasing love with the willingness to experience pain in order to in order to share that love. In other words, even if you kill me, I love you. And it, it's profound. I mean, what Jim Elliot and his buddies do is deeply moving. I mean, and it's true heroism in the highest degree. But then it's arguable if we were to set them on the table and say, "Okay, which is a greater heroic act, what Jim Elliott did, which is, like you said, it's going to awaken and stir a generation towards missions. His his willingness to do what he did is going to raise up countless missionaries in his generation. It's, it's, it's a, an amazing thing. But then you set it next to his wife. And the difference, I would say, is Jim was willing to experience pain. Elizabeth experienced pain, which would usually cause someone to pull back. Because if you have been traumatized, if you have been harmed in association with something, like for instance, a lot of people have been hurt by the church. It's very difficult to go back into a church. And so when there's pain in your life, you have a tendency to withdraw from it. What we're going to see Elizabeth Elliot do, which why we call it dauntless love, is she is going to go straight into the place of the greatest trauma, the greatest pain she has ever felt to love the very people that caused it. And that, like when you set them on a table, that's that's an arguable point to say Elizabeth's demonstration of heroism might even be greater, which is quite a statement because both of them are profound. And yet what we see in and through Elizabeth Elliot is very easily applied to all of our lives. The first one is hard because it's like Aka Indians, I don't know where they're at anymore. Is there another group of Aka Indians? But to have pain and to deliberately love the people that caused it, to say, I choose something higher, not 
offense, not unforgiveness, not bitterness, not resentment. I choose to forgive, but not only that, to forgive the way God forgives. How does God forgive? He doesn't just like have a blank stare at us, go, okay, I won't hold that against you. Instead, he doesn't just forgive us, he pursues us. He brings us in, adopts us as his children. Whoa, and that's exactly what you're going to see Elizabeth Elliot do. It's one of the greatest pictures of heroism in the last 100 years would be Elizabeth Elliot's return to the Aka Indians. And what is amazing, if you, if you don't know the story, is because of her labor of love and because of what Jim and, and Nate and, and the rest of the guys foran, when she went back in and showed love, it actually turned that entire culture upside down mm. and just won that entire tribe. I mean, yeah. it is such a powerful stirring of the, the richness of the gospel uh, when seen through the eyes of that dauntless love. Yeah. Eric, we were talking before about just taking that concept and applying it practically. And I loved what you just said, but C.S. Lewis was hinting at some stuff that we have taken into the Ellerslie world mm -hmm. in terms of this idea of love and pain. Yeah. Could, could you talk a little bit about just even from 13 years ago when we first yeah. started Ellerslie, just that idea that when students come here, just the love and pain element yeah. that we have to endure uh, every single semester. Yeah. there. C.S. Lewis worked over this idea of the com the connection between love and pain that if you love well you you are saying yes to pain because loss is just there in the future somehow some way but you can withhold you can try and preserve yourself from pain but you can't love well then to love well you need to open yourself up to pain and at Ellerslie, one of the greatest challenges we face is the fact that we have short semesters here. I mean, they're not, and to the students, that can sometimes feel like, wow, that was a long time. But to us, when you have that many students coming in and then leaving, coming in and then leaving, our, we could sort of withhold our affection or that emotional center of our life and not bond to these students. You know, it'd be a lot easier for us. It'd be a lot <laughs> less painful. And yet we decided right in the very beginning of Ellerslie, like you're saying, about 13 years ago, when these students come, we're going to love them. And we're going to love them to the point that when they leave, we want it to be painful. And that is a signal to us that we did our job well. And then if we ever hear their names come up in the future, there's a pain of in the, even the separation, but a dear affection. And it's an endearment that is associated with that name because we want to love them well. We don't want to just be like, good riddance. But next, and... It's, it's been that way. I mean, there are times when you and I are crying at the end of a semester. It's like, what is wrong hey, with you? Hey, me? hey, speak for yourself. Okay, I'm crying at the end of a semester. <laughs> <laughs> because we love these right. students, and it seems like so short. God, but what does that do? It, it reminds us of the beauty of heaven, too. And that's, I think, one of the, f the beautiful facets that we get to enjoy here is a reminder of how precious heaven is. Because right now, we always say we're in the salt shaker. Uh, every now and then, but usually salt is being put to work. And, you know, Ellerslie's a salt shaker. We come here for, you know, five weeks and then you get spread around on the omelet again. And if all the salt's in one spot, the omelet doesn't taste very good. It has to be spread out. And so we get that taste of heaven and then we do our job working as salt on the omelet. Yeah, I just love that. Just that reminder. And I think just for the everyday moments of life, that if we are truly going to live with a dauntless love, we have to be willing to embrace that, the difficulty and the, and the suffering and that pain that is going to come with it. Because as, as you were saying, we can't truly love without that, that, heart, that potential difficulty and, and that heartbreak, which I actually think is a greater 
uh, makes you value the cross even more yeah. because of his great love, the pain that he was willing to endure. Do you have a quick practical of how do we take this and put it into our lives practically just in a day-to-day basis? How do we live with a dauntless love? How do we kind of showcase or not not mimic Jim and Elizabeth Elliot, but, yeah. but how do we take their story or their heroic moment, mm-hmm. how do we use that as a principle for everyday living? Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I actually have quite a few, but I'll, I think I'll pick one in there, and that is we sometimes, many of us have trimmed our the extremities of what we could be doing for Christ under the banner, well, if I did that, it would create inconvenience. Well, if I did that, it could create rejection. If I did that, pain would be waiting around the corner. And I think it's always good to recalibrate and to recognize, do we have anything in our life that we're not doing under a justification of pain and difficulty and challenge that may come as a result of doing it? Because the cross should remind us that it's worth everything. And that, yes, though we may receive rejection, though we may receive a spear as in, in, in our body as uh, Jim Elliot did, to respond with Elizabeth Elliot-like thinking and reasoning, that it's like, this is God's purchase. This is what Christ came to die for. And even though it can hurt me, or in her case, it has hurt me, I choose to love the way Christ loved me. Maybe just one other quick practical, just to time what you said. I really think it'd be good for all of us to re-examine our hearts and really extend forgiveness to those who may have hurt us in the past Amen. and really walk in that Elizabeth Elliot love and forgiveness. And just as, as Paul says in Ephesians, just as Christ has loved and forgiven us, we are to show that same overwhelming love and forgiveness to the people around us. Amen. Thanks, Eric. This has been Rich. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. Go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.